Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just getting rolling here on this Friday night edition of Overtime. Youngest in charge with Linnell Willingham taking you up to 10 o'clock here on this Friday night edition of OT. Big news of the day. The Washington Commanders will have a new guy pressing buttons on the offensive side of the football. According to multiple reports, the team and Eric Bieniemy, the former Chiefs offensive coordinator, have agreed to terms on a deal that will not only make him the team's next offensive coordinator and play caller. Reports say he'll also be given the title of assistant head coach uh, and it'll also be a multi-year deal. Joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline to help us get to the bottom of all the Eric Bieniemy stuff uh, is Ben Standing of The Athletic. Ben, busy day for you, obviously, my man. If you could take us through the past two hours and everything that you know and what we could expect to happen next. <laughs> well, Linnell, thanks for having me. It was weird to an extent because it, you know, we, it, it seemed like things were certainly heading in this direction, not even the, the last couple of days, but, you know, going back even longer than that. But, okay, they, they interviewed. The interview officially starts yesterday. And by this point, when it's going into a second day, it seems pretty obvious this is going to happen. And I know I wrote my story in advance. I think all my colleagues did as well. <laughs> and we're thinking, okay, Friday, here we go. Right. And then nothing. And we're sitting around and we're waiting. And then all of a sudden, boom, whatever time it was, 5 o'clock or so, comes word that this is uh, going to happen. And, yeah, I mean, it's really to uh, kind of hard to process it in a sense. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, on the one hand, kind of felt like this was going to happen over the last couple of days. But if you had said a month ago, after, right. you know, after Washington fired Scott Turner, or even in the first couple of weeks of the interview process, and they're like, all right, you know, Pat Shermer, some, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I guess, I don't know. To, to go from that to getting a guy in Eric the enemy who, you know, two-time Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, the, the, he just, the, the, the new car smell was on the last Super Bowl, his team won, and that guy is coming here to a team you know, that's a chaotic franchise, massive uncertainty at quarterback, the head coach and the whole staff could be, you know, on, on short notice depending on what happened, and he's coming here. That, it, is, yeah. it is wacky, but at the same point, I totally understand why he is, and we can get into that as you want. Yeah, I was going to say that would be, was going to be my follow up question, Ben. A lot of a lot of folks on Twitter upset about Eric Bieniemy taking this job. Washington taking some subtle jabs in the process. When you look at it on its surface, Ben, why did this make sense for Eric? Yeah, and the, the story I wrote up on the uh, the Athletic uh, after this came out was that. Look, this—he's obviously been an incredible, you know, a guy we've all talked about a lot over the last several years. And there's lots of potential reasons as to why, despite interviewing 16 times with 15 teams over the last few years, he didn't get a head coaching job. Whatever the reasons one might have, the reality is the market has spoken, and he's where he is. And part of what there's a belief is that. Because it's Andy Reid's offense. Andy Reid's an offensive guy. No matter who is the quote-unquote offensive coordinator, it's Andy Reid's show ultimately. And 
combined with the fact that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, who he is, right. I think a lot of people just discounted what the enemy was doing. And he may have ultimately decided, I've done a ton here. We've had a great run. But if I want to be a head coach, I need to show everybody what I can do outside of Andy Reid and and perhaps to some degree outside of Mahomes, although I'm sure he'd love to have him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think ultimately that's why he did it. Ron Rivera could offer him play calling duties. Uh, you know, Washington's got a lot of concerns, and there's some positives as well with, like, the receivers. But ultimately, to have the ability to run your own show on offense is something he couldn't get at Kansas City, and that may be what he thinks is what he needs to do to get ultimately to that head coaching level. Ben, when when you look at some of the other jobs that were available, like the Arizona job, clearly, like, with what they have at quarterback – and then the weapons that they have, some may say that job's more attractive. Then you look at Jonathan Gannon and his long-term security just inking a five-year deal. It makes me wonder, Ben, how much did Andy Reid have to do with this? Because we know the relationship that Ron Rivera and Andy have going back, going way, way back, obviously. Do you think this was kind of a, a old nudge to Ron from Andy saying, here, man, look, I, I think the enemy and you will be a perfect match here. Let, let's see if it works out. Yeah, I mean – Look, I mean, I when, the day that Scott Turner got fired, I had to write for the Athletic some type of like, okay, here's some names to consider, and I put the enemy on the list. And maybe you know that's not that big of a stretch, but the specific reason I did was for what we just discussed: the, uh, the play calling aspect, but also the Andy Reid component. Ron Rivera, uh, you know, coached under Andy Reid many years ago in Philadelphia. He's a big fan of, of Reid. Clearly, maybe idolizes a bit straight, but clearly respects the <laughs> heck out of him. And yeah. from that perspective, it kind of makes sense that he's going to get, he's going to hear, you know, the inside story on Biennemi and Biennemi the same with Rivera. And, you know, I think from that perspective, it kind of made sense. I mean, look, again, at the end of the day, I don't know exactly why he wasn't getting these opportunities, but something was holding it back. And if you're yeah. a new coach, maybe just more. If I say baggage, I don't mean be it for the enemy himself, but just the whole storyline. Maybe that's a bit much to to want to take on. This is a he's pretty much going to have an open book here. Rivera needs to win. He's he's more of a hands off head coach probably than perhaps some others. So it kind of makes sense from that perspective. But yeah, I I think the Andy Reid component can't be uh, ignored. Ben, obviously quarterback, another big domino in in this whole decision for Eric Bieniemy. I uh, saw some things surf- surfacing on Twitter, and we know uh, how how credible some of the information can be that we get from Twitter. Uh, but I saw that maybe Sam Howell was one of the reasons why, you know, Eric may have been attracted to this job. I don't know if you're privy to this information, but do you know how the Kansas City Chiefs uh, viewed Sam Howell coming out last year? Because I would have to think that that was part of the discussion and evaluation process for Eric when he's weighing his options. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what the Chiefs thought of him or what the enemy thinks of him. You know, the one the one good thing with a guy like Sam Howe, if you're the enemy, is it is a blank slate, more or less. I mean, people have obviously studied him coming out of college, and, you know, he played the one game last year. But, you know, effectively, he's brand new. And if you could turn him into viable, being viable, I'm not saying he's got to be Patrick Mahomes or anything, you know, a pro bowler or anything – but, you know, if he can be better than what, what they got last year from Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, if he can be, you know, a top 20 middle pack quarterback, that's a big, you know, that's a big feather in, in the coach's yeah. cap. And, and Biennemi would, you know, get credit for that. So it's, it, you know, look, it, it can easily also go the other way because 
right. Hal has no ex- minimal experience. But, you know, he's an interesting prospect. I don't know what the enemy thinks of him. Um, but, you know, and look, we'll see. They're still going to add another veteran quarterback. Perhaps, right. it's, you know, it's even the other way. Like the enemy says, hey, I want to bring in person X, and they may start, and, you know, we'll see. But, uh yeah, um, I, yeah, that, that's, it's, a, it's definitely a great question. Is what is the enemy think of Hal? And to that end, like, what was he? What promises was he given yeah. about his autonomy over the offense and personnel and, and all that? I, I, almost, I would have to assume, Ben. You know that that he was given complete autonomy. I know that was, according to some reports, part of the reason why you know this maybe has taken a little bit longer uh, to get finalized is that he was meeting with some of the folks already under contract on Washington's staff. Uh, that leads me to my next question. I know it may be too early in the process for you to, to you, for you to know this yet, but anybody on this staff that you would anticipate Eric may want to keep here? I'm specifically interested in Kenny Zampezi because that was the main voice last year in Sam Howell's head, and if he's going to be the guy moving forward, I think you would want some semblance of continuity for him, right? Yeah, I mean, typically in, the, in this kind of case, an offensive coordinator is going to have, you know, some people – he wants on his side, even if it's, you know, just as a, a confidant or, or somebody obviously who can, you know, help uh, execute his vision. I think that's probably the bigger question for me right now is where does, what, what people, assuming he can bring people in, what positions are they at? Does the enemy have a quarterback coach that he would like, regardless of what you just said, which makes a lot of sense about that uh, familiarity between Hal and Zampezi. Uh, you know, that that's the part that's hard to, to know, um, you know, and, and now, and I don't have any answers on that one right now. Uh, the only thing I can say is that, you know, a few weeks ago, I was, I was reporting that some of the assistants on Washington staff were waiting for new deals. I don't know definitively mm-hmm. if they were like on offense or anything, but it was also like, okay, if you're going to bring in a new coordinator, that person in theory should be getting some say on who he's, who's going to be around. So, um, and, and even today, the re- one reason why this interview took, deep into today was that the enemy was chatting with um, uh, assistants, I guess, just to get a better feel for some people or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, that, that's going to be a huge question, I think, or a really interesting moment, I should say, is who stays and, you know, who comes in. Yeah, but I think ultimately those decisions, you know, will be very telling into, like you said, how much autonomy, so to speak, uh, that the enemy has over this offense. One of the things that I know, especially after the Super Bowl, the folks were attracted to the enemy uh, about is his ability to maximize the talent on the roster, so to speak. When you look at Kansas City this year, everybody, I mean, I don't know if you thought this, I definitely thought them losing Tyreek Hill, that they would take a significant step back offensively. Patrick Mahomes, you look up, and after 18 weeks, once again, throws for 5,000 yards. Travis Kelsey, you know, seemingly gets open every play, and everyone knows he's going to get the football. With him here in Washington, f- from their perspective, how intrigued are they with the, with his ability to not only maximize the quarterback, but really the wide receivers, because that's I know Tyree Kill is one of the premier deep threats, but from a total receiver standpoint, I mean McLaurin may be the best receiver that the enemy's ever worked with. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like on the one hand, so it's almost hard to know exactly what the enemy is going to bring. All this talk about right. him, you know, it's Andy Reid's offense, it's like, okay, well what does ultimately Eric Bienemy want to do? Sure he'll bring over pieces of that or maybe a lot of what they did in Kansas City but who knows we'll see what he what he does simultaneously if you look at the personnel the Chiefs and Washington are almost completely opposite yeah. I don't mean because Patrick Mahomes is obviously a million times better than Sam Howell I just mean 
the Chiefs have the best quarterback and the best tight end in football. Washington has a guy with one-game experience starting at quarterback, and we have no idea what their tight end situation is going to be. On the flip side, Washington's running backs and receivers are way better than Kansas City's. So, And then lastly, the offensive line, you know, the Chiefs did not allow the Eagles a sack in the Super Bowl. The same Eagles defense that crushed everybody all year got nine sacks on Washington right. in week three. So it's you can't even look at the personnel and say, well, they have this receiver, therefore that could mean this for Washington. It doesn't really work in this case, which is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun to figure out over the next couple of days or, you know, maybe you know, deeper into the offseason what exactly an Eric Bieniemy uh, attack is going to look like, how do you look, plan to execute with these guys. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, ben, I, I want to move things over to the, the sales side now. Uh, Darren Haynes of WSA 9 about 40 minutes or so ago uh, reported that another bidding tour, so to speak, happened uh, in Ashburn today. I know you reported last week uh, for The Athletic that Josh Harris, one of the prospective owners, he toured recently. Uh, Darren is saying that there was a bidding tour that happened today. Uh, basically, Ben wanted to ask you, like, what's the latest that you've heard on the sale, and uh, are you privy to who was in there today? No, I, I don't know about uh, that. Um, you know, I mean, if he's saying if he's not giving a name, then you know, no, no, no idea. Right. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's. It, <laughs> I think one of the things that's interesting about this enemy situation, as it relates to the ownership deal, is. This is exactly the type of move Dan Snyder would make under normal cir- circumstances, <laughs> right. a flashy move to bring in a guy like the enemy. So that makes sense for a lot of reasons. But at the same time, like what, you know, if Dan Snyder is really getting out of here, then, you know, I, I don't know how, I, I don't know where he's invested in this. I guess my point is to say, I, it, it feels like the, the ownership thing has gone a bit slow lately. And, you know, ho- hopefully we get a resolution I won't say one way or the other because I know what everybody wants. Um, but you know, for the ref right now, you know, if there's another person coming in, then you know, more people taking a look at the at the facility, uh, you know, thinking about it more. You know, I think that's a good thing. But I don't know that we're any further along at this point than we were, you know, over the last few weeks. I'm joined by Ben Standing, senior writer for the Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Ben Standing. You could also hear him. Uh, right here on our airways here on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 uh, as well. Your article about some potential cap casualties definitely caught my eye, and I'll talk about that later on in the show. Uh, the tight end spot w- was interesting to me. Logan Thomas, obviously somebody <coughs> excuse me, that can you know definitely provide some immediate savings for this group. When you look at Logan Thomas and his relationships that he's been able to build in this locker room, I know he's become one of the you know, pseudo leaders on Washington's team offensively. How much is that going to have to do with the decision that they're going to eventually have to make on Logan? And, you know, do you think they're willing to, you know, bank on his health in 2023? Yeah, I mean, I think a question there is he comes off the ACL injury late in the 2021 season. He was able to recover and play last year, but it felt like he was kind of banging the rust off the whole time. Now, how much you know, he, he, he was he ended up fourth on the team in receptions, but it sure didn't feel that way. Right. And how much of that was, you know, whatever the play calling. You know, obviously there was a lot of kerfuffle about Scott Turner's choices there as the season uh, end, near the end of the season. But I don't know that. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I, to me, it's not. I mean, look, Logan Thomas is a great locker room presence. The 2020 version of him would be a guy you definitely want to keep around. But you know, if what we saw last year is kind of where this is going forward, it just feels like you know it's not a great value for the money. This is a draft that has. Uh, some really interesting tight ends at the top. Yeah. There's some hope with the coaching staff that Armani Rogers or Cole Turner can can break out more than certainly they did last year, but did break out in general. So, you know, they've got a bunch of different choices to make, but it feels like Logan Thomas could be one that could be on the wrong side of the ledger uh, yeah. if they don't feel that, you know, he's going to take a big step off of last year. Ben, I'll let you go on this one, man. Sort of a big picture question here. I'll ask you to put your prognosticator cap on. Uh, for a second, some some discussion, you know, that I've been having here recently is, you know, with the Sean Payton stuff that came out and him saying that, you know, prospective commanders, owners and bidders were, you know, basically courting him. What does that mean for Ron Rivera and his job status moving forward? And the big question that I've been trying to ponder and figure out, what does Ron Rivera have to do to keep his job beyond 2023? Because I think a lot of us seemingly are moving like it's a foregone conclusion that he'll be ousted. But say Sam Howell turns into the answer at quarterback, how do you get rid of the guy who found him? Well, you got to tell me who the, who's making that decision, right? right? Because if it's a new owner, that person just may have their own vision. And you know, it may not even matter to what degree. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen coaches in the playoffs get fired right. uh, for logical or inexplicable reasons. So that's why, and again, to go back to the enemy, that's why it's just so – it was such a challenge, I think, to get certain people to want to even talk to Washington because you don't know how long Rivera has. And there's no, you know, you know, you win five games, seven games, eight games, you know, you're probably in trouble. You win 10 games, you think you'd be in a better shape, but that's, no. that's the rub. We don't know. Um, I, the, the Sean Payton part, I think, to me, only matters if somehow a deal to sell the team got done quickly, like, you know relatively soon then maybe somebody says oh, we haven't gotten to training camp or, or OTAs even I want to make a change but you know the, the further this goes I you know I would imagine Rivera is going to coach the year and then yeah then we'll see I mean they can't I can't comprehend by the way it, it could go the other way I mean you could still be in the same boat they were and a new owner says hey I like the vision let's keep going so right. that's the part that's hard to tell but that's just a lot of uncertainty and that's kind of the rub yeah, man, it's, it's interesting because there's so many dynamics that go into that. E even when you hear that Jason Wright was flew in today to try to help close that deal, I wonder new ownership comes in, and I'm sure Jason's going to have heavy influence because of his role. Maybe he gives a nudge and says, hey, man, this Ron Rivera cat's not too bad. <laughs> you know what? I mean, uh, we all we all have to uh... – have uh, references at some point when you know, and uh, you, you want you, you want your your people to look out for you or whatever. So yeah, if uh, you hear good words, it's going to make you think twice about uh, letting somebody go. You would think, but long way to go before we get yeah, to that. Definitely. Or it could be tomorrow. That's the right. thing with this this place. You, know, you just never know. You just never know. Hey Ben, I appreciate you giving me some time, man. Lenell, always man, I appreciate it. Thanks. That is Ben Standig, senior writer for the Athletic. Uh, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Ben Standig. Uh, I just retweeted out his latest piece that he wrote on the Eric Bieniemy deal. Uh, make sure you, you definitely give some attention to that. Ben's been all over this thing uh, from its origin. And uh, the sale of the team, Ben's been on as well. And that's that's the other next domino to fall here. We're all excited about the offensive coordinator situation finally being handled. Uh, ownership, ownership is really the next domino to fall. 
here with the Washington Commanders. We're just getting rolling, though, here on this Friday night edition of Overtime. I'm taking you up to 10 o'clock. When we come back, though, I asked Ben Standing this question. I'll ask you guys the same. What does Ron Rivera have to do to keep his job beyond 2023? I'll tell you what I think next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm getting some news and notes from our guy, Ben. Man, this is really, it's real, man. The Washington Commanders. Who would have thought, man, when they fired offensive coordinator Scott Turner after the Week 18 win against Dallas? If I would have told you at that point in time that Eric Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy was going to be the guy that ends up replacing the man, I think, I think that could have been the only move made this offseason. I would have been fine with it. But uh, obviously, good news coming out of Ashburn uh, here about two hours ago uh, in the five o'clock hour. Multiple sources reporting that former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. And the Washington Commanders have agreed to terms on a deal for him to become D.C.'s next offensive coordinator. Uh, plus, he'll also gain the title of assistant head coach uh, as well. So not a lateral move for Eric Bieniemy. Uh, it'll be the first time in his coordinating career, and this is insane to me when I read this, it'll be the first time in Bieniemy's coordinating career that he's gotten a multi-year deal. So just to think that, and I don't even want to go down that road, but just to think that a guy with the track record that he has, couldn't even get a multi-year deal? I don't know, man. It's still something fishy uh, in this entire situation to me, but nonetheless, man, I'm I'm happy he's here in Washington, and I'm happy uh, he'll be the architect of this offense going into 2023. And, man, this 2023 season, we all know it, really a make-or-break situation for head coach Ron Rivera. Entering year four of a five-year deal, You've missed the postseason in two out of your first three seasons on the job. You've failed to eclipse eight wins as a team since you've gotten here. The pressure's on. I've said it multiple times already tonight. The pressure is on going into year four for Riverboat. But, man, if I'm Ron, who else would you rather have go to battle with you in a do-or-die situation than Eric Bieniemy, the guy who's been the offensive coordinator of the best offensive football the past five seasons? So, 
if Washington, we all know this, if Washington could just get league average, league average production on the offensive side of the football with the talent that they've got, easily nine, ten win team. Without a shadow of a doubt. It's just about whether or not they're going to be able to sign some key free agents. And then what are they going to do with some of their own guys here? So moving forward, uh, this offensive coordinator domino has officially fallen, but plenty of more big decisions uh, still left to be made here this offseason for the Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera, though, in his job security moving forward to me, now is even more interesting because we hear that Eric Bieniemy got a multi-year deal. Now, for him to get a multi-year deal, I would think, if I'm Bieniemy, I guess he's being told that Ron may be here to stay. Well, according to New Broncos head coach Sean Payton, before he signed in Denver, he was being courted by prospective buyers of the Washington Commanders. Take a listen. For me, it was looking it was looking really closely at, at, at these teams, and then there was a, you know, there everyone's waiting to see what happens in Washington, and there there was some interest from some potential ownership groups that are going to be bidding on that currently a bid on that team that we're getting ahead of the game saying, wow. hey, you know, if we get awarded this team, would you? And and so there were a lot of different things at play. That's interesting. And that is huge. That's uh, New Broncos head coach Sean Payton with Adam Shine on Time to Shine, uh, the CBS Sports Show. And, man, Radio Row was full of bombshells, and that was really, to me, the biggest one to come out of it. To hear Sean Payton say that prospective buyers were – a little feeling out process, so to speak, and seeing whether or not Sean would have been interested if they got awarded the, the, the team leads me to believe, man, I know Ron Rivera is going into a lame duck year, so to speak, but to think that he would have lost his job before the season even started, that gets me to thinking, what does he have to do to keep his job, period, or is it even possible for Ron Rivera to keep his job? And for me, man, I think it's got to be, and here's why. This is a situation right now here in Washington with Ron Rivera that's not like your typical situations out there, right, in the National Football League. Yeah, new ownership's going to be coming in, and they potentially could want their own guy. But the mark and stamp that Ron Rivera has made here in four seasons in D.C., changing ownership's not going to make people forget what the hell Ron's done since he's gotten here. And I'm one of the bigger Ron Rivera critics that there are, admittedly so. But to try to underscore the job that he's done here, uh, in his first year on the job, beating cancer, getting this team to the playoffs in a COVID-stricken year, that matters, right? You get brownie points for me for that. That's something that I'll forever remember. And the important thing about that 2020 season that I feel like not a lot of us pay close enough attention to, think about it from a player's standpoint. You're coming to work every day, and your head coach is being driven around on a golf cart, can barely even stand and holding damn self up. Ron Rivera, in continuing to come to work while battling cancer, organically created this no-nonsense, no-excuse mentality within that Washington Commanders locker room. What excuses could you possibly have as a player when this, get, when this cat's battling cancer? And I think that's had a trickle-down effect, and it speaks to Ron and the staff's ability to keep that locker room together. There's a true family vibe and atmosphere there in Ashburn, and I feel like, that's going to matter to perspective to a prospective owner, right? I'm sure he's the, the, the first order of business for a new owner isn't going to be to come in and tick all the players off. And I think 
giving Ron Rivera the boot may end up doing that. But I want to give this scenario because this is what's interesting to me. Let's say in 2023 in this Eric bien led offense, Sam Howe throws for 3,800 yards, 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Yet Washington finished the season 9-8 and eight and they missed the postseason. Under those circumstances, how could you justify firing Ron Rivera? Under those circumstances, how can you justify blowing out the staff? Let's think about it here. I understand new ownership's going to want to come in here and have their own vision. But one thing a new ownership better not do is ignore the trauma that's existed in the past with this franchise. And hear me out when I say this. The quarterback position, since Daniel Snyder took over here, has yet to be solved and addressed properly. So if Sam Howell in 2023 goes out and shows clear-cut that he's going to be the guy moving forward for at least the next two to three seasons or for the life of his rookie deal, how do you get rid of the damn regime that drafted him? We had this discussion over on the TM980 the other day. What's more important to you guys? A postseason berth next year? Or figuring out your quarterback for the next five to ten seasons? What matters the most? And to me, man, as angry as we want to get at Ron Rivera for the way this season finished, and the decision to go back to Carson, and the ultimate decision to trade for Carson, if Sam Howe ends up proving himself to be the guy, all is forgiven for me with Ron Rivera. If Sam Howe goes out in 2023 and proves he's this team's starting quarterback moving forward, how do you not build a damn statue for the guy? Ron Rivera should have a bronze bust outside of FedEx Field if Sam Howe proves to be a guy moving forward. Do you realize how long a long-term answer a quarterback has eluded this franchise? And y'all are going to try to run the guy who picked the damn dude out of town? Come on. We got to be better than that. We can't have revisionist history here. I understand we're upset at some of the other moves that Ron's made and failed at. But if you get quarterback right, everything else is almost like water under the bridge. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. The question is simple. You heard what Sean Payton had to say about prospective commanders, buyers coming out and courting him. Leads me to believe, what does Ron Rivera have to do Keep his job past 2022. Let's go to Ricky and Ashburn. What's going on, Ricky? Hey, how you doing? So going back to the previous uh, guy that uh, called in, uh, I forget his name. Anyways, point being, uh, Ron Rivera is basically a, a Jeff Fisher. He's a 500 coach. Go look at his records. They're very similar. They've both been the one Super Bowl each. Um, they're French, you know, French, uh, French coaches at the end of the day, right? And you talk about franchise quarterback, we haven't had one since, what, Theismann, Kilmer, Sonny? Correct. So we go way back. I mean, look, Marty had an 8-8 team with Kent Graham and Tony Banks. So Ron gets – point being is he's not a guy that's going to take you over the hump. The enemy coming in is basically, hey, he's the next guy in line, and that's why Andy Reid kind of 
guided in that direction because he's interviewed with multiple, you know, teams and colleges. He doesn't want to go the college route. Part of the wishbone uh, offense that he took, you know, when he was in Colorado, I'm sure you know his mm-hmm. coach Bill uh, McCartney. Part of that influence in his offense, in his schematically you know, speaking scheme. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna take over the offense, but he's not. So, rookie, let, me, let me ask you this, rookie. So, so to you, from what you're saying, there's nothing Ron Rivera can do in 2023 to have his no, job beyond this. Year. Year. When the new franchise, you know, whoever takes over the ownership, can I ask you uh, why? I hope. Sorry, go ahead. Why? I you mean, heard you, the, want, you heard you the want, scenario. Hold on, listen. You heard the scenario that I just gave you. If Sam Howe proves to be the guy moving forward, how can you justify getting rid of the guy who drafted him? Do you know Ron drafted him specifically? And he was a first round this grade. Staff, by this staff, this staff had a second round grade on Sam Howe. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Ron Rivera really- is the one that has the final say on draft day as to who gets selected. You not remember the coach-centric approach? Look, I live right next to Redskins Park, and I really don't know what happens there because <laughs> the, the fish – how's the fish rot from the head on down, correct? I, no, I, I completely understand that. But, for, but what I'm saying is, buddy, and you've been a fan of this team for a long time, and you said it yourself just now. Yes, sir. A franchise quarterback, an answer at that position has eluded this team for the past 20-plus years. So if Sam Howe proves to be the guy and Ron Rivera selected him, I understand all of Ron's other shortcomings. But when you solve the game's most important position, Ricky, all the other stuff becomes water under the bridge. I look at it in a different perspective. I think um, I, I don't – you made good points about, you know, the leadership, this, that, and other aspect of, you know, him battling cancer, which I respect and it shows – Leadership, right? I'm going to show up. You better show up. Right. Yeah, I totally get get that aspect. But end of the day, though, it's about wins and losses. And he's an eight and eight coach. Now I I completely agree with that. Now I can't look. I I, I say it all the time. The stat is insane, brother man. Look, he's been a head coach for 12 years. He's finished under 500. Excuse me, for nine years, he's finished under 500 in six of those nine years. So clearly, he doesn't have any type of track record uh, of winning. I get that. But he was brought to this franchise to be the stabilizing force and the stabilizing factor to get this team back on the right track. And to me, if you solve and figure out a long-term solution at the game's most important position, all of your other shortcomings as a coach, evaluator, GM, the water under the bridge, because we all know it. You cannot win in this league or compete for championships, that is, without an answer at the game's most important position. Big B's in D.C. What's going on, B? Hey, what's going on? You know, I honestly feel that that whole um, interview with Rashawn Payton is much to do about nothing because the bottom line is if, if, if I was someone, you know, if I had the money, of course, and I was someone thinking about buying the team and I did my due diligence and reached out and said, hey, would you be interested? That means absolutely nothing because I don't have the team. You know what I'm saying? I right. can I can put all the feelers out in the world that I want, but if I don't get the team, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of in, ter- in terms of him keeping his job, he is probably in the best position 
anyone could be in because he came upon this team when it, it needed a coach and it also needed someone to settle the organization. He's done a masterful job at settling the organization and, and improving community relations, and he's done a mediocre job at coaching. So if he if, if, if the enemy comes in and steps up the offense and we get the results we want, he's, he's, he's sitting prime. And if he doesn't, he actually kind of gets another year because it's like, hey, we're in the new system, uh, but we're, we're going in the right direction, and we still have turmoil at – in terms of the ownership switchover. So he'll probably get another year after this anyway. Right. And, look, I appreciate the call. I, I get it, and it makes sense. And, I, and, look, I'm the biggest Ron Rivera critic there is, and I know it may not seem like that based off of what I'm saying, but I'm the same dude. After the loss against Cleveland, if this was a regular NFL outfit, he would have gotten fired after the Cleveland game. But I'm willing to let all that be water under the bridge if Sam Howell ends up being this franchise's long-term answer at the quarterback position, something that at this point in time, we don't yet know. So, it'd be interesting, man. Obviously, the big news of the day, Washington and Eric Bieniemy, the former Chiefs offensive coordinator, have agreed to terms on a deal to make him the team's next OC and play caller, as well as the team's next assistant head coach. who will get a multi-year deal. Um, we're getting more news on this uh, as the show rolls on. Darren Haynes of WSA9 reporting, uh, the deal is officially done, and the press conference to officially introduce Eric Bieniemy uh, will either take place Wednesday or Thursday of next week. So the ball is rolling, man. Think about how far we've come. If I would have told you when Scott Turner first got fired that Eric Bieniemy would have ended up being the replacement, you probably would have looked at me like I had two heads. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, more of your calls, 1-800-636-1067. Reacting to the big news of the day, Eric Bieniemy, officially the new offensive coordinator, here in Washington. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Coming up in about seven minutes, we'll switch gears here. We'll talk a little bit of DC family. The Wizards caught a big win last night. Uh, heading into the All-Star break. Uh, there were winners in Minnesota last night. We'll recap that for you. Plus, take a look ahead and see what's next for the Wizards in the second half of the season. 
Uh, right now, I want to continue to take your calls if you got them. 1-800-636-1067. The big news of the day. Uh, the Washington Commanders finally have their guy at the offensive coordinator spot. Uh, they were able to ink a deal with former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Uh, Bieniemy will come to Washington not only as the play caller and offensive coordinator, uh, he will also be the team's assistant head coach as well. So a bump up in title and a lot more responsibility for Eric Bieniemy uh, here in D.C. moving forward. Some other hot-button news items of the day from the National Football League. Derek Carr, a free agent quarterback who was released by the Las Vegas Raiders about 72 hours ago. Uh, Derek Carr initially visited the New Orleans Saints before he was released uh, from Las Vegas, but uh, according to reports, he is going to visit the New York Jets this weekend as well. That's definitely a super intriguing fit in New York. Another one of those teams this offseason um, that really could stand to upgrade at the quarterback position and really New York in a very similar situation that Washington is in. New York really is a veteran signal caller away from being one of the premier teams in the AFC. Their defense, tough as nails. Offensively, they got the offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson. Uh, they lost the guy who would have won the award had he not gotten hurt. Talking about Brees Hall, the running back. Um, the Jets definitely have weapons on both the offensive side of the football and the defensive side of the football. I always say it, man, the quarterback is the glue guy, the one that brings the synergy and makes it all, you know, come together, so to speak. Uh, they've been linked to Aaron Rodgers as well. So, I don't know, man. Uh, the New York Jets, obviously, another team that's going to have some big decisions to make this offseason. But uh, the big news of today, the Washington Commanders finalizing a deal with former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy to not only make him Washington's next offensive coordinator and play caller, uh, he'll be the team's assistant head coach as well. Some other hirings across the National Football League. The Carolina Panthers and Frank Reich, uh, he's continuing to put his staff together. Uh, they agreed to terms with their new offensive coordinator today, Thomas Brown, uh, the former assistant head coach and running backs coach uh, with the L.A. Rams. So A lot of movement uh, on the coaching front in the National Football League. I believe there's only one offensive coordinator vacancy left, and that belongs, or two of them, excuse me, uh, in Tampa Bay with the Bucks, um, I'm blanking. I'm blanking on the second. Oh, and in Arizona with the Arizona Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon, uh, still trying to put his staff together. Uh, one name that's interviewing for the offensive coordinator spot uh, with the Arizona Cardinals is Washington Commanders wide receivers coach Drew Terrell. Uh, he'll put his ring in that hat as well, so to speak, and potentially get a crack. Uh, at the job in Arizona. When we come back, though, we'll switch things over to the hardwood. The Wizards, big win last night against the Minnesota Timberwolves going into the All-Star break. How we feeling about the D.C. family? All that more in the final hour of power here on this Friday night edition of Overtime. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 